Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, good morning. Welcome to Church Online. So glad Welcome. to have you with us. Uh, in case you didn't know, my name is Brayden. This is my wife, Leanne. Hello. We're glad to be here with you in your in your living room, yeah. in, on your deck in the mountains, wherever it is you're Which, coming. If you're on a deck in the mountains, just don't send us a picture. Yeah, don't send us pictures. Because we'll be jealous, totally. We're all quarantined yeah. in our little same room, same yeah. house, same kids, same animals. <laughs> same kids. <laughs> same kids. We, we tried to trade those out and it didn't work. So. Same mustache. We must acknowledge this today. Well, Actually, different mustache. That's not a different mustache. Well, it is a slightly it's different. Very it's different. a slightly different mustache than I had last time, but I feel like it belonged. It yeah. belonged. It's what the people wanted. In case you didn't know, put it out on Instagram Live. I wanted a mustache. She didn't want me to have a mustache. So she said, ask the it's people. It's what your people wanted. No, you tried to get your people to come against my people and divide our friendships, and it didn't work. So um, I love you anyways, babe. You do? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, we're going to work it out. We're <laughs> working it out. Working we're working it out, out right here on the set of Church Online. <laughs> so anyway, we are. We're so glad you're here with us. Uh, we, we, we actually hope that you're having, uh, <laughs> having a good time getting to know what it feels like to host church. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you're all pastors right now, pastors of your own right. home. And it's, I'll be honest with you, it is not, even for us, it has not been easy. So mm. I just, I encourage you. Well, first of all, I just yeah. want to encourage you, keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, it it's not easy. It's it, not easy. Yeah. We were talking the other day, having to study, homeschool, right. get a message ready, uh, all the different things Change that we're doing. Changing diapers. Changing yeah. diapers. Yeah. So it's crazy. Uh, I think we, we said this last week, but we've kind of thrown out the notion of this, oh, everyone gather the family up, make some pain. <laughs> Pancakes. If you're having pancakes, you're doing better than everyone oh, yeah. else in quarantine right now. Yeah, so. we're super jealous. It's 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 tough, but you know what? God is faithful. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that when two or more gather in his name, mm-hmm. he's there. And so we just have to keep remembering that. That he is here, he's here in our homes, he's in your kitchen, he's in your bedroom, wherever you're watching this from, if you're by yourself, if you're with friends, if you're with family, he is with you. Right. And so that is a promise, promise yeah. we have. So. Well, and I wasn't going to necessarily, I just feel this coming up in my spirit. I can't get it up, get it out. I, I was, I, we'll talk more about this next week because mm-hmm. I want to give it some more time. But this, for the last week, uh, and we'll jump into the scripture this came out of uh, later, but the, for the last week, I could not get my mind off the story of uh, the woman in the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I when I began to pray about what to talk about this week, and uh, we're going to talk about prayer here in a minute, but prayer and mm-hmm. seeking his face. Uh, I got this image um, of the woman issue. I was thinking on the story of the woman with the issue of blood, and I got this image of like a rock concert. Mm-hmm. And in this rock concert, it's like you're walking in the back, and there's just this sea of people. Yeah. But you had a you had tickets to the front row. Right. But it's like you'd had to push through all these people to get to the front row to to get oh. that great seat. And mm-hmm. I just I, I, the Lord was just connecting the dots with me of. There was this combination in her life at that time of faith in God and despair Mm. that caused her to say, you know what? I don't care how many people I have to push through. I'm tired of living this way. It's a desperation. Yeah, Yeah. it was a desperation. It's actually what I put in my notes. Mm. Desperation. There was a desperation and just enough belief in him that any contact with him whatsoever was going to change her situation. And so I just encourage you right now. Mm. First of all, I just... If you're here, we commend you. You yeah. have pushed yeah, through job. some things. We, I was talking with our staff this, this week. I think this is the first time, at least, that we've known in human history, our human mm-hmm. history at least, in the last several years, where coming to church is getting harder for Americans. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say human history. Uh, recent American history. Yeah, America, yeah, for sure. Yeah, America, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is the first time in a long time it's gotten harder to come to church. Mm-hmm. Actually, the church and pastors and leaders, in an, in an effort to evangelize, have tried to make it easier, eliminate mm-hmm. obstacles for you to come, come to church, bring your kids, all those things. We've, we've, we've removed obstacles. And for the first time in a long time, obstacles have been put in our place. Yeah. And I think we're at a place where... Uh, we have to take on the heart of the woman with the issue of blood and say, mm. I have a need and I don't care what I have to push through yeah, so to good. make contact with him. Wow. Yeah, you're That's not so going to make contact with a, uh, an auditorium full of people or, or uh, a, a worship set where yeah. it's, it's, where it's not, just easy, yeah, it's so easy and, to enter in. His and, presence, and we get yeah. that too, because those, those environments are so easy to enter in. You're actually going to have to push. But I think if yeah. we all have the mentality of we're going to push and if we can just make contact. Mm. That's so good. <laughs> Any contact with him, mm. whatever it is you have need of, whatever it is that's going on in your life, yeah. just the least amount of contact wow. with him can change your situation. Wow. So if you find yourself in a place where you're like, man, I, I've got a lot of despair, but a little bit of faith, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> just whatever it takes, let mm. the despair work to your advantage and the little bit of faith you have keep you pushing through to say, I'm not going to miss connecting so to online church. I'm not going to miss worshiping. I'm not going to miss encountering the mm. presence of God. I just need to make contact mm. with him. It's the answer to my physical body, the ails in my physical body. It's the answer to my marriage that seems to be falling apart right now because yeah. quarantine and being so much in together and there's all these things that are showing up. It's the answer to what's going on in our economy. Yeah. It's the answer to what's going on in your personal finances finances, making contact with him is the answer. And so again, I just, we've, we've talked about this all week. We just commend you, Mm. uh, for, for pressing through the crowd, pressing through Mm. the obstacles, uh, to make Mm. contact with, with him. It's, uh, we're just glad you're here. Really really glad you're here. Uh, I kind of jumped in the (laughs) message, so I'm going to hit pause because I definitely (laughs) want to, uh, address a couple of other things. First of all, for, uh, for those of you who don't follow us on social media, start, (laughs) start following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. I've actually gotten back on social media. So, uh, in all my my glory. So, uh, (laughs) but we would, we invite you to start following us because we've got some things coming up in the month of May. We think you're going to love a little update. We are not, with some of the things that the governor's putting out, our city officials are putting out, we're still not going to be able to gather for the entire month of May. The way that they're uh, having a mm-hmm. space with social distancing, moving chairs, moving rows, children's ministry, things like that, and us not having our own building where we right. have control of how the, the chairs and things are spaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to continue to do church online throughout the month of May. Uh, we've also we've had home groups, mm-hmm. uh, home online churches groups. meeting, home mm-hmm. groups meeting, and so uh, that's been incredible. We hope you've enjoyed that. But if you've not connected with that, we're actually going to do something a little different in the month of May. The month of May, every mm-hmm. Thursday night, 8 p.m., I'm going to have a different guest speaker. Uh, and some of my favorite people in the world are going to be guest, uh, guest speakers. We're going to have Ed Trout, mm. uh, Jason Valton from Bethel Church, yeah. Banning Leapcher from Jesus Culture. So have exciting. an incredible lineup of guest speakers on, on Instagram Live. Instagram Live. Instagram right. Live. So if, you don't, if you're on Facebook, uh, you're going to have to join the younger people and get on Instagram. I'm telling that's <laughs> Don't where, tell your kids. Yeah, don't tell your kids. <laughs> it's like the young people are on Instagram. What did Jake say? Young people are on Instagram. Old people are on Facebook. Yeah. When the old people start going to Instagram, the young people will find something exactly. else. So, uh, yeah. But for now, Instagram Live is where we're yeah. at. And so uh, the month of May, the entire month of yeah. May, 8 p.m. on cool. Instagram Live, we're going to have some incredible. And, and one more. I don't know who the next guest speaker is going to be. I still haven't mm. landed the, the last guest speaker for the month of May. But it's going to be incredible, whatever it is. Yeah. And then also, we made a big announcement this last week. Um, we announced we are planting Renew Life Church Lubbock. Uh, so excited to get to announce that. Well, that was going to be our vision night back in March. 
Uh, obviously, with everything shutting down, we just hit pause just to make sure that the Lord was uh, still saying what we thought he was saying and uh, got very clear direction. And we just encourage you. We don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Please go watch Vision Night. Uh, on It's on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah, so right here where mm-hmm. you're following, watching right now. Yeah, the title the is videos. Vision Night. Yeah, mm-hmm. scroll through the videos and just see. I want you to see our heart, but not just our heart, our journey. What led us to this place? We, right. we spend some time just telling the story of how we got to where we're at today. Yeah. And so we just encourage you. I'm super excited. I yeah, love it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Jump on and just hear from our heart what we shared about Vision Night. Some of you might be, this might be news to you as you're watching this morning or this afternoon, whatever time of day you're watching this. Um, you might be thinking, what? What did we just hear? <laughs> so go on YouTube and look up our Vision Night video and so that you can really hear all the details and hear it from our heart and hear sort of what led us yeah. to this place. So we're really excited. It's going to be um, We're adding to the family. Adding to yeah. the family. We're adding to the family. Yep. The Renew Life family. So really pumped. So cool. Anyway, yeah. that's it. Let's jump right in. Go to Vision Night. Check that out. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7. If you've got your Bibles and you're following along with us, uh, just turn to Second Chronicles chapter 7, and I'll just give you a little bit that's of good. a preview and get you caught up on why we're talking about Second Chronicles chapter 7. Uh, if you've been with us for any amount of time, you'll know that we have we went into the year. We went into 2020. Really, uh, and this is actually not really something normal for me. I typically don't have a thing where I'm like, I got a word from the Lord uh, for the year. But I, I got something pretty clear mm. towards the end of December, first part. Actually, it was in December when the Lord began to speak to me about this. Out of Second Chronicles 2020. And he said, 20, the year of 2020 will be, be a year to believe the prophets and you'll prosper. Mm. And so we knew that God was speaking to us as this was going to be a year where really pay close attention to what the prophets are saying, right. lean into a prophetic culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you're, we, we already, I think we thought and still think we yeah. were prophetic people. We'd like to consider ourselves prophetic people. Uh, but I think this was just a little bit more like, Hey, really lean into mm-hmm. what is going on prophetically. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is the Lord gave us that word about leaning into the prophets, believe the prophets, so shall you prosper. All the while knowing everything that was coming, yeah. knowing that coronavirus was coming, wow. knowing that an economic uh, disaster in a lot of ways was coming. He, he saw all of this coming. And so we just, when, when all this started happening, we just started to lean into, okay, the word of the Lord for us did not change. So how do we partner? How do we connect our faith? Because mm. you can't say you believe something if nothing in your life changes. In other words, right. if there's no corresponding action, uh, like the scripture says, faith without works or faith without corresponding action is not real faith. It's dead faith. Okay. And so uh, we wanted to connect our faith, believe the prophet. What, what were the prophet, prophetic people in our life, prophets saying, respected prophets saying? And one of the things that we landed on was in Second Chronicles mm. 7. And I want to read that. This is where we started a couple of weeks ago in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. It says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. So what you see here, well, first of all, let's just go to the very end. Mm. This is what we need God to do right yeah. now. Amen. We need God to hear us. <laughs> we need God to forgive us. We need to humble ourselves and actually believe we even need forgiveness. Right, in the first place. We we, we need God to heal our land. We need a healing in our land, not just Mm -hmm. naturally anymore, Mm -hmm. or or should I say physically anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't just need the elimination of COVID-19, which we do. We don't just need a healing in our land Mm -hmm. physically. Now we've got a whole economic situation where we need a healing spirit, soul, and body in a lot of ways. We need God to heal our our families. Mm -hmm. We need God to heal marriages. We need God to heal a lot of things. And so... Uh, this is what was coming out uh, mm-hmm. of a lot of prophetic voices in our life uh, in terms of what the solution was for this season, what God mm-hmm. was saying to us in the body of Christ, the church at large in this season. 
in this season, if you want God to heal your land, humble yourself, pray, seek his face, and turn from your wicked ways. And then he'll hear your prayer, forgive us, and heal our land. And so last week, we, uh, last, actually last, last couple of two, weeks, yeah. last two weeks, last week we had Keith mm-hmm. talking about humility as it pertains to natural family. Mm-hmm. The week before that, we started talking about humility as it pertains to spiritual family. Mm-hmm. And I think this week we just want to go right on to the very next thing, uh, which is prayer. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what does that look like in this season to, to engage in a lifestyle of prayer, mm-hmm. maybe like never before, humble ourselves and pray mm-hmm. and, and see what God, one, see what God would have us how God would have us pray and just see God work through prayer. And so I just want to kind of hand it off to you. Um, And I would just say, if you, if um, you haven't seen the last two on humility, I would really encourage you to go watch those. Um, Keith was last week, Brayden and I were the week before, just kind of sets up this week on Mm -hmm. prayer. And so go watch that if you want to, you know, I was, I was thinking this morning and just kind of just sort of praying and asking the Lord, like what, what really, what is prayer? I mean, mm-hmm. I've grown up a Christian. I was saved when, gosh, I don't even really remember. I think I probably got saved somewhere around four, age four, um, baptized in the Holy Spirit around age five. Mm-hmm. And so I think that all my life I've known, um, I've known Christianity, I've known the Lord, and I've grown up to know Him. And so my life, I, it was filled with my parents praying and teaching us how to pray. But today as we were talking about this, I was like, Lord, what do you specifically want mm-hmm. us to, to talk about prayer? What is prayer? And mm-hmm. I clearly heard him say, um, prayer is a gateway. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. But I have no <laughs> idea what that means. So I went and looked it up. And literally this is what the Webster's definition, there's two definitions. This is the first one. Gateway is an entrance or passage that may be closed by a gate or a passage by or a point at which a region may be entered. And here's another definition that's super cool. And this is like technologically speaking. A gateway is a software or hardware that connects two different computer networks Mm. as to enable the passage of information between a home or business network and the Internet. That's an example. And so it just got me thinking, Lord, he's just so smart. Prayer is a gateway Mm -hmm. from one thing to another thing. And so... It really made me begin to think about scripture and how we are, you know, one of the first scriptures I remember learning when I was a kid was we are in this world, but not of this world in John 17. And so God has placed us here on this earth to do his work, to, to have a purpose. He's got a plan for us, but we're not of this world. We're of his kingdom. We live here, but we're not of this kingdom. We're of his kingdom. And so prayer is literally a connection between us and this one, this world we live in and the kingdom of the spirit, the kingdom of the Lord. And so I really, I really love that. Um, I wanted to read this scripture. Just let me read it. John 17, it says, I'm, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. And then he goes on to say, they're not of the world even as I am not of it. So two kingdoms. The world system, God's system, and prayer connects us to God's system. And I love how it's just that easy. We can literally begin to humble ourselves, as we talked about the last two weeks, humble ourselves unto the Lord and pray and connect to a system that is supernatural. We can come to the Lord and ask for help. We can come to the Lord and ask for anything and everything that we need. And we can literally connect to His supernatural power 
in our lives. Yes. We can connect to a source that is not natural, it's supernatural. Yeah. We can connect to resource that is not, you know, I know so many people are losing, it's not limited. Mm-hmm. So many people have, have had hours cut in their jobs mm-hmm. here where we live, have had, are literally being fired from their jobs mm-hmm. um, because of the oil and gas industry. But we live in a, we can connect to a kingdom that is beyond I mean, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, God's ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. So literally, prayer connects us to a kingdom yes. that is not limited by time or space or by natural yes. natural thinking. And so I think that's a great great way to kind of start thinking about and prayer. And as soon as you told me that, I just absolutely love that, that, that concept of, of the, the technological definition of, yeah. of it, connecting two networks. And, the, it, and as soon as you said that, the first thing I thought of was when when Jesus taught the disciples how mm-hmm. to pray, when he was teaching them how to pray. Yeah. And I just want to read this because uh, most, most of you are going to know this, but I just wanted to read it. Uh, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, it says, And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. And assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. When you shut the door, pray to mm. your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they're heard because of their many words. <laughs> yeah, Therefore, do good. not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of even before you ask. So in this man- manner, he says, this is actually how you pray. So Jesus prays the model prayer. All of us know it by heart, yeah. especially if you were in sports. You ended every football and basketball game <laughs> gathering up and saying the Lord's Prayer. It's what we did all through yeah. high school. I remember that. But he says, in this manner, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the Mm. glory forever. Amen. I've seen, I've heard a lot of teaching. I think I've even done a a message one time on prayer. And I broke down all the different aspects of the Lord's Prayer. And I don't want to do that right now. But what I do want us to acknowledge, at least on a a couple things here. I think so much can be learned from the first two words in the Lord's Prayer. So much can be Gain. It sets such a perspective mm-hmm. of how we're supposed to be coming to him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say our Savior. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say our Lord. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say our teacher. It doesn't even say our God. Mm-hmm. It says our Father. And it sets the parameters for how God wants you talking to him and how he wants to That's talk really to good. you. We were talking about this this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some people in your life that you just won't ask anything. You, you just won't. <laughs> You won't assume they'll help you in any given situation. Mm-hmm. Like most people have never called their boss at work and say, hey, uh, I've got to run some errands. Can you watch my kids while I run a few errands? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm just having a, a, a me and my wife want to have a date. Do you mind watching our kids? Like mm-hmm. you don't call your boss. That's right. not, you, you hardly ever even call your friends for that. But I'll tell you who you're going to call grandma and grandpa. <laughs> you're going to call mom and dad yeah. because there's certain things that, you know, I can ask them anything. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be for me. They always want to help me. It is those first two words establish yeah. something that this is not servants talking to a master. That's so good. In prayer, yeah. prayer is not about servants talking to a master. Prayer is about sons and daughters mm. talking to their father. I love that. I think just that in, in general sets the tone for what prayer is supposed to look like. Mm. But I want to keep on because I want to connect the dots with this, this network thing that I really believe God is breathing on. He goes on. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. 
we talk about this a lot. We talk about, uh, if you saw it in our Easter, I think we did talk about this even in our Easter video. I know that was a thing that when we were praying over our Easter services, we, of course, we filmed some, some promo stuff before mm-hmm. Easter happened, before when we thought we were meeting at the horseshoe mm-hmm. and everything changed. But I just remember when we gathered our staff together and were praying over the Easter services, it's, it was what we were praying for. God, yeah. we want heaven Amen. to invade earth. Mm-hmm. We want the kingdom of our God to be supreme in the kingdom of this world. And so you see in the Lord's prayer, in the perfect prayer, one of the things that we should constantly be be praying is, Lord, we want the kingdom of this world to look like the kingdom of our God. We want things on this earth to look like they are Mm -hmm. in heaven. And so like you said a while ago, sometimes in prayer, we we have to imagine what we're praying for is for earth to look like heaven. Yeah. Not just that's what we're looking for. We have permission. We have been assigned. We have been given instructions. This is how to pray. This is, in other words, this is my desire for you. If, it's, if heaven doesn't look like, I'm sorry, if earth doesn't look like heaven, it's not over yet. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's not over yet. Right. In other words, if, if in heaven, is there coronavirus in heaven? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Is there divorce in heaven? Nope. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there pain in heaven? Nope. Is there, are people losing mm-hmm. their jobs in heaven? Is oil prices at negative $40 in heaven? No. And, and I'm kind of being funny here. But what I'm trying to establish is if, if earth doesn't look like heaven, mm-hmm. I, anything in my earth, anything on this earth that doesn't look like heaven, that gives me details as to how I'm supposed to pray. It gives me reason to believe and gives me um, permission. Mm. It gives me permission to pray for certain things. So if heaven has no coronavirus, Lord, we thank you right now. We say we thank you for the eradication. Mm. We pray for the eradication of COVID-19. The world would say, you can't pray that. What gives you the power? What gives you the authority? That like you can just say the words COVID nineteen it has to be eradicated or oil prices come back up in Jesus name or or I'm not going to lose my job and no matter what happens my family's going to be what gives you permission to pray that way what 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 gives you that well the Lord's prayer does yeah absolutely and Him instructing us how to pray you have an instruction mm-hmm. you have permission to mm-hmm. pray heaven yeah into earth I think that's one of the biggest things that we we need to know mm-hmm. is that we actually have. We have rights. We have authority to have something different than what we currently have in our life, in our life. So if all you're seeing is the bad, if all you're seeing is is, uh, sickness, disease, um, poverty, lack, um, you have authority because of Jesus, because of what he did, Mm -hmm. because of the rights he's given you. You have authority to pray and like literally Mm -hmm. bring heaven to earth. That's right. And it doesn't mean that it's going to happen automatically. It doesn't mean that there's not a journey involved. It doesn't mean that there's not um, time involved. Um, the Bible talks about seed and time and harvest. Mm-hmm. But you have every right to begin to bring heaven down to earth with your prayer. And so I think that's that's definitely something that I think is on my heart. Mm-hmm. Is just that we would that we would begin to know that it is our authority yeah. and it's our right as children of the most high God yeah. to pray for these things. Well, and I love what the scripture says in James four, four, two, and I've actually got a, f- a funny story about how the Lord just reminded me of this this week. But in James chapter four, verse two, it says, you lust and you do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You, you fight and war yet. You do not have because you do not ask. Mm, yeah. Let's just think about that. You do not have because you do not ask. I think and I'm, as a pastor, I'm confessing. <laughs> I, I think there are times when we have to say, 
why don't I have this? Yeah. Why don't I have this in my life? Well, have you asked? <laughs> have, have, have you even taken the time to ask? This earlier this week, I was, um, I was just in, in, in prayer and I was actually listening to a, a message on revival. And uh, all of a sudden I had this thought, oh, there was a book. There was a book on revivalists. And there was, in this book, it studied out different revivalists and people who led revivals. And I just had it on my mind. I was like, ooh, I really want to read that book. And I could not remember the name of that book. And I'm like, oh, what, is, what is the name of that book? What is the name of that book? And I thought to myself, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text our, our staff group text. And I'm going to text them, what's the name of that book, and describe it. Somebody, somebody knows the yeah, name of this book. Somebody, somebody will remember the name of this book. <laughs> and so I, I just hadn't gotten to it yet. And so I was in the kitchen. I walked in the kitchen, and you were in mm-hmm. there. And I thought, ooh, I'll just ask Leanne first. And I was like, hey. Uh, there's this book on uh, revival that uh, you remember that book and it was it talks about all the different revivals I cannot remember the name of that book yeah and as clear as a bell well, you grabbed your phone yeah, and you were just I was about fixing to, text to grab my phone and text <laughs> and as soon as I, I barely got the words out of my mouth I said I can't remember the name of that book and clear as a bell I heard the Holy Spirit go God's generals why didn't you ask me and I and I literally Leanne can vouch for me. I was like so disappointed in myself. I, I was like, I just shook my head. I was like, never mind. The Lord, Holy Spirit, just told me what the name of it was. And it, it just dawned on me that somewhere mm. in my mind there was still a part of my thinking. Mm. The Bible says, "Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, transformed. by the renewing of your mind." That I had been conformed. There was still wow. a part of my my being and my mind that was still conformed to this world that had not been transformed yet, my mind had not been renewed, to think to ask him about Mm. everything. Mm. To think to talk to him about everything. Mm. To think to stay in that posture of prayer, that gateway where the kingdom of this world is connected Mm. to the kingdom of my God. And and we were talking about this this morning when we were praying through this. I think sometimes we just subtly don't believe he cares about everything. Mm. Not that we don't think he loves us. Or, or, I think we know God loves us. I think sometimes we get so naturally minded and we put God in a box of maybe because we, we haven't put him in the, in the role of father. He's still in the role of savior and, and God. And that's that's we kind of keep him over there. But we don't let him into the intimate places mm-hmm. of our lives. He's, he's not father to us. Yeah. In other words, he's not family where he knows right. the good, bad and ugly. And, you know, sometimes you talk to family. And you'll call them like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, no, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. And you'll literally, you had no reason to call. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. Yeah. You're just, and you talk about whatever you were doing. Yeah. You have no real, like me and you do this. Right. We're family. We're married. We have a covenant. We're intimate. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes it's like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. No. And we'll just talk about our day. Yeah. It's almost like we don't believe God cares about every right. single aspect Well, I think you life. said something a second ago that really made me think. You said, we believe God loves us. Mm-hmm. But what I think we have to get to is God loves me. Me. God loves me. He sees me. Oh, he knows me. He knows every intimate part of my life, my heart, the things I deal with, things I struggle with. And we've got to get to that point. And maybe, you know, you said something about father, too. We don't see him as father. You might have not even had a, a good father figure to even compare yeah. God to. But he wants to be what you've never had. Yeah. And um, I think we've got to get to that point where we begin to see him as he loves me. Yeah. He cares about every single detail of my life and then when we realize that then we take him things Mm. we bring him things sometimes yesterday i mean as silly as this i was kind of stressed about what's cooked for dinner of course first world problems right (laughs) but i'm so tired of cooking right now i feel like i'm cooking all the time and um but i just literally was like holy spirit 
give me an idea for dinner. <laughs> and all of a sudden I had one. And even he just cares about all the little yeah. things. He cares about everything that we think that maybe he's too busy for. I mean, he's too busy, you know, curing the world of disease or, or saving people's souls mm-hmm. or, you know, um, changing people's lives. But he wants, yeah. he is our father yeah. and he wants an intimate place in every part of yeah. our life. I, I, we have, we're, I'm going to kind of go off for, for a little bit because I feel like you're, you're on something there. Um, this has been several years ago, but I just, I was listening to a, a, a preacher and uh, not a guy that I normally would listen to. And, and, and if I'm being really honest, it was a guy that I had once used to listen to. And someone had kind of told me, hey, he's just really gone on to some really weird stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of wanted to just check in. And so um, I went to listen to his message. And one of the things he, he got on this little rant in his message about Christians thinking that God gives them good parking spots. Mm. He, and, he, and he began to go on this little rant where he says, it drives me nuts that you'll you, hearing someone say, oh man, I pulled into the parking lot and there was a, uh, there was a, mm-hmm. a front row parking spot right in front of the store I wanted to go in. And I was yeah. like, man, thank you Lord for, for a good parking spot. And he began to mock those Christians mm. and it's like, oh yeah, because that's what yeah. God's busy doing. This was what he was saying. Yeah, that's what God's busy doing, making sure all of his children have good parking spots, mm-hmm. making sure, and, and he said, as, as opposed to, and he went on to name some different things, and I've heard the, mm-hmm. theological debates on stuff like this, he went on to talk about, oh yeah, like he does not take into thinking about impoverished countries right. and people that are dealing with right. sickness, and, and, it, and when I, two things rubbed me the wrong way so bad when, when he said this, one, it's, he was preaching a God that had limits, Wow. he was preaching a God that was not all powerful. Mm. He was preaching a God that was, could get distracted, Mm -hmm. giving us a good parking spot (laughs) and go, Oh dang it. I was so distracted giving them a good parking spot. I totally forgot to go heal that person. I totally forgot to deliver food to that impoverished country. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I have such little power Mm -hmm. that I got distracted and I can't do two things at once. So he's preaching a God that uh, of limits. But the second thing that bothered me is he was, he was talking about a God and mm. not a father mm. because certain gods, and I won't go into other religions right now. It's just not what I want to go into. But when you talk about the concept of God, it's one who seems to get their, I don't know, their, their, the word comes to mind, their jollies, but it's mm-hmm. like they, they, they love the idea that they're on top. They, powerful. They're powerful. All powerful. It's all yeah. about their control. power, their control, mm. their dominance and their position. And that is not the heart of a father. That's not our father. Yeah. And that's not our father. And it's not a good father either. Mm-hmm. And so a father, they don't think, a father's not sitting there constantly thinking about how he's maintaining his control over mm-hmm. his family. He's constantly thinking of how can I provide for my family? Absolutely. How can I help my family? What yeah. is it today? I've got multiple, in my family, I've got three daughters. Pray for me. <laughs> and so I've got three daughters. And as a husband, as a, as a father, I'm, I have different kids at different stages of life. And sometimes the, one of my daughters, what they need is they need me to change their diaper. That's the biggest need in their life. You kind of have a big range <laughs> yeah, we've got a of range needs here. in our daughters. But as a father, I'm, 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 I'm going, I, in this particular mm-hmm. situation, I just need to change a diaper. Mm-hmm. And then in another situation, I just need to 
uh, ask a few questions about volleyball. Mm -hmm. In this situation, I need to ask a question about, and of course, I just got to be honest, I'm, I'm the nosiest <laughs> dad. Like, hey, so what's, what's going on at school? What's going on with the boys? Huh? Any, anybody, anybody I need to do some background checks on? Any, anything like that? Oh, my gosh. But my, my point is I'm watching where, yeah. all of, where they all are in their life, mm -hmm. and I don't come to them with the same thing, mm -hmm. and I don't come to them on a constant basis checking if I'm still God. If I'm still in charge, that's not, I'm checking, hey, what, what do I need? What, wow. what can I do for you? And I think that as it pertains to prayer, if we don't, one, come to him as father, see him as a father, see him as, as family, welcome him into the intimate places of our life where he has a right to speak into every area of our life mm -hmm. and believe that he wants to and serve in every yeah. area of our life. I think that in and of itself can limit it can hinder our prayer life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love the scripture, Philippians 4, 6, um, 6 and 7. And a lot of you might know this scripture, but I felt like we should read it. Don't worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Which, what does anything mean in Hebrew? Anything. 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 <laughs> Preacher jokes. Yeah. Got Instead, pray about everything. Mm -hmm. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So He cares so much about us. He wants us to have peace. I mean, even with Holy Spirit, what do I help me come up with an idea to cook today? Or help, help me come up with a recipe to cook or something to cook. The, the reason why I reached out is because I was feeling stressed. I was feeling anxious. I was feeling overwhelmed. And he immediately gave me an idea that I hadn't thought of because he wants to bring me peace. Yeah. He wants to be a good father to me. And so that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit to help be a guide and a counselor for us. And so just write that scripture down, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Pray about Everything. 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 The Bible tells us to do it. That's so, so good. I, I, I want to end our talk on prayer because I definitely want to take communion uh, again as, as a church family before we uh, go into worship. Uh, but I, I want to bring something back up that I just felt like the Lord was breathing on. And I actually saw myself doing like a little something that I want to do. Um, notice when you go, if you go back to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5, it says in verse, uh, actually go to verse 7. And when you pray... It says, do not use vain repetitions mm. as the heathens do. Now, this next sentence is interesting to me. For they think they will be heard by their many words. I don't, if you're, especially if you're a Christian, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. The pressure you feel in the area <laughs> of not just what you pray, but how long you how pray. How long can you pray? How long did you pray? You, you, what were you saying earlier about growing up hearing about when Jesus oh, went like, to the disciples? Can you not tarry for an hour? An hour. I remember hearing that yeah. because I remember thinking as a kid, like, I'm not a real Christian if I can't pray for a solid hour. And yeah. so he spent a long time thinking, I'm not a real <laughs> that, Christian. Yeah, that one story. I'm not going to heaven. That one story there where it's like, you're not tearing through for an hour. It's like yeah. that, an hour became the new benchmark right. for the minimum number of prayer, yeah. you know, minimum amount of prayer you had to do. It says, therefore, don't be like them, for your Father knows the things you have needed even before you ask. So in this manner, therefore, you pray. Now, I want you to, I actually just told you, I was like, I'm actually going to do a little, a little something here. <laughs> he gives them the model of the perfect prayer. So this is Jesus. If there's anybody that knows anything about prayer, it's Jesus. He says so, and I pulled out a stopwatch because I think this will, oh, you have, good, you can actually see it on screen. This is perfect. Um, so, sorry, I'm intrigued by all of our technology. I've got a screen here where I can see what we're looking at. Easily amused, I'm, easily, I'm easily amused. It's the mustache. The it, mustache it's got to be it renewed, mustache. My, it renewed my youth like the eagles. Okay, so, come on. Let's so, take him a little far. <laughs> okay, focus. I want to read this because, so this is the model prayer. We all know it, but just watch how this, this works. I'm starting the timer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 17 seconds. I don't know why I thought that was going to be so cool. I think it's so cool. Can you read that again? Yeah. Awesome. Seven, 17 seconds. Who doesn't have... Who doesn't seven, have 17 who seconds? Who doesn't have 17 seconds? Yeah. Who doesn't have 17 seconds to pray the perfect prayer? And how dare the enemy oh, come good. against you? Mm, that's so good. That's because on your way to work, you went, mm. Lord, help. Help, help me with me my today. family. Help me with my kids. Mm-hmm. Help me be a better homeschool mom. Just <laughs> help, help me, me with everything. Dad. Help right me be now. a better husband. Help, yeah. me, help me with everything. How, how dare the enemy come at you and say, oh, you didn't pray long enough mm. when the, the perfect prayer takes 17 seconds. It's so good. I think, I think that's, the, that's the thing I want to get across mm. more than anything today. What if prayer yeah. is not as much about the he, he said it. It's not about the number of words you speak. Mm. In fact, another scripture, and I didn't read it today, but in 1 Thessalonians 5, it talks about pray without ceasing. Hmm. And I'm like, well, how do you never stop praying? Well, what if prayer is more than just saying words to God? What if prayer, like Hmm. you started with, what if prayer is the posture of a heart? It's waking up every day of my life and staying in connection, that the kingdom of this world stays in connection with the kingdom Hmm. of my God until the kingdom of my God looks like the kingdom of this world. Wow. What if it's just staying in that where I'm constantly, I'm talking to him, I'm listening to him, I'm staying connected mm. to that kingdom. I'm staying connected to that other world. I'm living spiritually minded, not earthly minded, but I'm yeah. living spiritually minded. Maybe we could pray without ceasing if we looked at it that way. Yeah. And maybe we would stop judging our prayers, ranking our prayers, timing our prayers, mm. ra- uh, comparing our prayers to other people's prayers. No, what if it's just simply about staying in connection, yeah. staying in connection with God? I want to read this. Uh, did I, I didn't actually I didn't put that scripture on, but I'll, I'll, I'll look it up right quick. Do you remember that scripture the Which Lord one? showed me in Revelations hmm. this morning? I know this is like bad TV or whatever, but it was, uh, it's in Revelations 11. I want to read you something. And when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, Leanne, I cannot believe this. In Revelations chapter 11, uh, I want to say verse um, verse 15. Revelations 11:15. So you have this. You have this prophetic, you know, the book of Revelations, and uh, trust me, I'm the last to say I know much about end times. I, I steer clear of Revelations most of the time. But I just, the Lord really spoke to me this morning, and I had never seen this scripture, never seen this till this morning when we were praying together. But um, there's this, this, John has this prophet prophecy where there's these seven angels, and, and, and each angel blows this trumpet, and the seventh angel blowing the seventh trumpet sound is like the signal of, uh, of the end of things. You've heard that, you've heard the saying, we're gonna, until that trumpet blasts in that eastern sky, the whole thing. Well, listen to what this, the, the book of Revelation says in, in ch- chapter 11, verse 15. It says, Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, So this was the sign. Of, that, of why the seventh trumpet could blow. These voices were saying, The kingdom of the world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. It's wild. The end of this thing is when does earth mm-hmm. actually look like heaven? Yeah. That's when it's over. And until it does, it's not over. Yeah. But there will come a day when the seventh angel will blow the seventh trumpet sound. Mm. And only when heaven and earth look exactly the same. Wow. That's why he told us to pray. Thy kingdom come. Yeah. Thy will be done. 
yeah. on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.